still going to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the late flag, the aftermath show of the LFC Red Poets podcast. Tonight, we're going to discuss Liverpool's 3 1 victory away at Wolves. And I'm joined, I'm your host, Les Lawson, and I'm joined tonight as normal by Tom Keegan, Pete Warburton, and our guest tonight is Ben Kent Senior. Right, lads. So, at about half 11 this morning, the team dropped and there was a few changes in last 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 game against Villa. A, a first start for Kwanzaa and recalls for Jota and Gakpo. Um, so, Pete, I'll come to you first. What did you make at the start lineup when you seen it? I thought there would be changes, like we discussed the other night with, you know, obviously there was some enforced changes, but we said, obviously, you know, that the, the medical staff would take a look. I was surprised, actually, um, that McAllister started. But that, we'll go on to that later because I think he was suffering today. Um, I thought maybe Canarsi may have come straight back in. But, uh, you know, obviously Jürgen thought that maybe it was just a bit too soon and he put him on the bench. But that lad who came in, Quonson, I thought he had a brilliant game. You know, I know we were under the cosh first half and, and we were we weren't at the races at all to be honest but I thought he had a good game and um as as the game went on I mean we'll speak about that later but the actual lineup when you looked at the lineup I was quite quite happy with it to be honest I thought it was a good strong lineup and obviously with with people on the bench as well there was quite a few uh we're looking a lot stronger we, we seem to be going deeper now with the substitutions so all in all I read the team at half 11 and I thought yeah That'll do me. It's a good side. Ben, when you when you looked at the bench and you seen, you know, on the not on the bench, there's no Thiago, no Trent, no Ben Doak, um, no Virgil. You know what I mean? It just shows you, doesn't it, the the strength and depth that we've got this season. You looked at it and you thought, you know, that there's actually you know, you you're actually spoiled for choice here in terms of if you do want to make changes, <clears throat> you know, you can look behind you and think, right, which one of these really good players am I going to bring on? <clears throat> and um, I think that that shows, you know, the the quality that we've got this season. So were you were you sort of happy with the with the way the team lined up when you heard the team and the you know and the options on the bench? Yeah, first things uh, Les, I'll I'll consider the first point you raised, which was on the substitutes and the bench. Very much so. Um, I'm very impressed with the strength. And indeed, after the game, um, Jürgen was interviewed and said exactly what you just said. He named the players that you named that weren't even in the squad. The likes of Ben Doak wasn't even in, in the squad. Uh, uh, as well as the guys who were out injured. In respect of the team, I wasn't surprised with the lineup. I perhaps thought McAllister mightn't play because I thought all the South American players, it would be asking too much of them. And indeed, uh, the first half proved that to be the case. I think that uh, combined with the fact that McAllister got booked really early on meant perhaps he was hesitating in some tackles because he was fearing getting sent off. Respect to Wolves, though, I thought they started well. The energy was so much better than ours. The enthusiasm, the way they ran and the way they countered, the, the, the counter-attacks were exceptionally fast. I was watching the game with my son and he actually said to me, um, they're going to burn themselves out if we're still in the game at half-time. Um, I, I, 
he said he reckons we would get stronger and come into it in the second half. All in all, I think we're on the brink of exciting times, Les. I think yeah. there really is uh, a second team developing that could possibly be better than the team we had four or five years ago. The reasons why I say that is I think we're stronger up front. I think Salah will stay for at least two seasons. I think in midfield now we're getting a balance of energy and goals. Uh, my concern is the back uh, back four, but I think if Ibrahim Rekanasi can stay fit and Virgil can, can keep himself fit, um, Trent back in the side and Robbo, um, I think that, I think all in all, I think I really do believe we're going to finish second this season. I think there's only City who are better than us at the moment. Um, and I think we will progress in the next season afterwards and, and seriously contest with the league. Tom, the you know, we uh, Peter and Ben there have spoke about the team and you know, but it was a a pretty lethargic start from Liverpool, wasn't it? We we seem to lack a little bit of energy early doors and um, you know, passes were falling short. And you know, Ben Ben touched on it there, you know, Alexis was looked like he was he was lacking energy. You know, and he did play the second game that Argentina played in the week was at altitude. So, you know, yeah, so what did you what did you make of the the start of the game? I thought I thought Liverpool overall as I thought I wrote something down as no while I was watching the game. I, I put you know like all three parts of the team would sort of were, were misfiring. We were slow in possession. We were we were sort of we you know like we were a bit disjointed. We were slow to the ball. Just all, overall, I I agree a hundred percent with you over, over Alex Alexis McAllister. I thought I felt sorry for him a little bit. He, as Klopp said in in the press conference, the lads hadn't hadn't arrived, so he'd only just seen them. So they've come in straight from travelling from from a, from altitude, as you said, and from from South America. They've got back in. They've arrived. They've gone straight into training, trained two sessions, and then overnight they've gone, you know, to, to to travel and then to play. So it was a big. It was a big ask there, wasn't it? For the, for the players, I, I was a bit surprised that he played McAllister from the start. I thought, I thought Curtis was really, really. I, I, I thought he was really slow in possession. I thought, he, I thought his passing was a little bit off, a little bit at the beginning. And I thought, I, I, I thought overall in the first half, you have to give a, a little bit of credit to Wolves because they seen that we weren't at the races, and they seen we were a bit jittery at the back. And I, and I think they went on us, you know, and, and fair play to them, you know. The, I think missing that chance just after about 38 minutes was a, was a killer. You know, I, I think you felt that Liverpool would get better. They would bring on some of the big guns off the bench and Liverpool would improve. So, yeah, overall, I think... I think I, I don't like... We've we, we discussed this, haven't we, before about... about you know about um, international breaks and the short time that you have to work with the players and international players coming back. So I think to do as well as we did, I, I think overall it was you know we we done well overall. You know, Pete, you know 
we we touched on there about you know the lethargic start, the performance lacked energy. Do you think? Do you think that was obviously you know it, it's always difficult, you know, to after international breaks, no matter what time you kick off, the twelve thirty p.m. kickoff is the really worst one you can have. So it's more about the results, isn't it, than the than the performance in these games. But we did, I mean. I noticed, I don't know whether you picked up on it, you probably did, but I noticed quite quickly after the game kicked off that Joe Gomez was going into, like, do the inverter fullback role yeah. at times. And, and that didn't <clears throat> that didn't sit comfortably with me at all. I just thought, Joe, you're just best staying at a, a normal, conventional right-back. Yeah. And obviously that was instructions from, you know, from Jürgen for him to do that. But again, you know... It was the way we started, and and I just think even your mate, Sabozliai in the first half was <laughs> leaving his passes short. You know, it was a very uncharacteristic performance from him. You know, in the first half, Gakpo couldn't get into the game at all. Jota was quiet. Mo was quiet, and as Tom said, the team that the whole the whole team just seemed to be a little bit disjointed. So yeah. what did you just put down that to the lack of preparation time after the? The internationals piece. I think it, I think we've seen quite a few early kickoffs, and I don't I don't think they've all been after international breaks, where we've been really slow and lethargic, and like Tom was saying, then if the opposition see that, it, it, it gives them a boost. I mean, that first half there just reminded me of of the Forest game, the way we started at Forest when we lost one nil. Um, I mean, I think I think the yellow card against McAllister was a little bit cruel, to be honest. I don't think he, he hardly touched the lad. And I thought Oliver was a bit sharp in, in giving a card for that. And I think that possibly added to his his game. But I think, like you say, you know, the, the midfield as a unit were very poor in that first half. I mean, and when when they scored the goal after after only six minutes, I think I think Neto picked the ball up 40-odd, 50 yards out. There wasn't a tackle thrown at the lad. There wasn't a tackle thrown. It was almost as if once they got into the penalty box, no one was going to engage with them because they were scared of giving the penalty away. And I was furious, the fact that we should have been at least trying to... Trying to I mean, he, they, they were eulogising about him on the telly, how good a game he had, but I thought for that first half, I thought we played into his hands by you say by like like um, Joe Gomez trying to play that inverted role. It's almost like the coaching staff and Jurgen have said that's the position now. You're not a right back anymore. You're a you're a travelling Wil- Wilbury or something. You just do what you want, and it's not Joe Gomez's game to be honest. And and he got caught out a few times, and I thought um, I thought Joel Massif looked very sluggish as well. But that was in them- that that was right to do the team, and I mean. I was looking at it and and my lad, my lad was in work, but he was following it on the radio and that. And I said after half an hour, I said, Gakpo may as well not be on the pitch because I just didn't see anything from him. And then ironically, he had our two best chances before the half-time break, Gakpo, where he, he had that snapshot. And I think it was a header. Um, And you, you just hoped that you could get in just, I mean, Wolves could have, could have been two or three up, to be honest. I mean, the that Cunha missed the, I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he got caught between two stools where he was three yards out and he, he didn't know whether to head it or put it in with his knee or whatever. But they could have been two or three up and I think that would have been insurmountable, to be honest. 
Um, so if we're getting up one nil at half time, I, I even said to me lad, I said, we're lucky to be nil here because we just haven't shown anything. And then I was thinking at, at, at uh, half time, definitely take McAllister off because he had been booked. And he, you could tell he, he lacked energy. The lad was shattered, to be honest. And that, I was, that's why I was surprised he started him. But I was thinking he might have brought Gravenberch on for that. But that's why I'm sitting there. And that's why Jurgen Klopp is where he is. He, he brought Diaz on. And suddenly there was pace injected into the side. And we looked a totally different team in the second half. Ben, the goal that they scored, as Pete just touched on it then, yeah. you know, you know uh, Neto sort of runs for about 30 yards, 40 yards. Nobody puts a tackling on him. And there's only one of their players in the box. I don't know what Robbo was doing. He seemed to be, because you think about it, he's at the back, he should be able to see everything that's going on. And he, he, he doesn't get in front of his man. And, you know, you know Ali had hard luck. You know, trying to scramble across his goal to save it. But I thought it was, you know, particularly poor defending from Robbo, from my point of view, you know, on the goal. Although, you know, to caveat that a little bit, when you're watching the game on TV, you can't really see, you know, the, the total real build-up of the goal or where players are. But for my opinion, Robbo seemed to, he should have done better with that and should have been in position to cut that out. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Les. I actually said when it happened, I thought Robbo could have could have got to the ball when it was coming across. Um, the sudden wrecking matchup was at fault, but I agree with what Peter said. What frustrated me initially was our inability to tackle. We didn't seem to want to tackle. We had a lot of opportunities when we could have got a challenge in, and we didn't seem to do it. But I agree with you. I would blame. I I thought Robbo should have cut cut out their goal. I did. I think he had the opportunity to uh, intercept that cross. Um, so our total agreement. But what what Peter said about in the early stages of the game and probably the first half hour, we just weren't tackling them as we as you would have expected a Liverpool team to tackle them. I don't know if that was down to the fact that we were lethargic and they were just so much quicker on the ball. Yeah, I mean. That the new lad that they, the midfielder that was making his debut, yeah, you know, they brought him from France. Tom, he had a really good first half. He was full of energy, wasn't he? And he was, he was causing us problems. And to me, the one, the one shining light in the first half from the outfield players was Kwanzaa. You know, considering he was coming in on his Premier League debut, he's twenty years of old of age, and he's you know. People have had, had doubts about him. So I thought he'd come in and he was the shining light in the first half and everything that was asked of him, he did. So, you know, if I mean, I'm just thinking before, you know, if, if this was his debut and Liverpool had assigned him and his name was Laquans and he was a £30 million <laughs> defender from La Havre who'd been brought in on deadline day, then Twitter would be saying, wow, what a player we've just signed from France. But we, because it's the academy, well, you know, Twitter, someone on Twitter is saying, well, you know, I don't think, you know, I know Kwanzaa did well today, but we shouldn't be playing somebody from the academy after, you know, in the fifth league game of the season. But surely, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter whether you sign for 30 million or you come through the academy, you prove that you're good enough by your performances when you're given the opportunity. And I thought, and you might not agree with me, but I'll ask you the question. I thought Kwanzaa 
did everything that was asked of him today. And if he was selected, you know, for the game on Thursday or get another game in future, I'd be quite happy to see him. I had him as my man of the match in the first half, Les. I, yeah, I was of all the players. I thought, first of all, do you know what? Can I, can I, I thought Kwanzaa was, was brilliant. I, I tend not to I, I tend not to take much notice of Twitter. As I've said, we've said many times on, on the podcast, I don't think Twitter is a real place. I think it, 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 it's full of people who are not very sensible after time and are just very emotive. I think... I think Quanz is going to be a really, really top player. Immaterial where they come from, you can see in the lad. He just oozes quality. I think he's a little bit raw yet, but he, alongside Canati and alongside Virgil Van Dijk and Matip, I think he'll progress to be an outstanding player. Can I can I just defend a little bit Andy Robbo for the first goal? Yeah, can. because. I think, to be unfair to Robbo, I don't think he expected the, the player that you were talking about to have such a run where, where, where he's ran all the way through. It was Neto first, wasn't it? Neto, he, he didn't anticipate that he was going to walk past Joe Gomez with, with consummate ease and then just run past Matip as he, and he stood completely still. Gonzalo had held his position, but the ball went across. And Robbo, to be fair to him, did try to get back to cover. So I, I felt that was a little bit, I think, to pick out Robbo. I think if I was going to criticise anybody for the first goal, you've got to you've got to criticise Joe. To be on, to to be honest, don't you think he'll top as a top international defender as he is? You know, one of the best left backs in world football, and I think he still is. Do you mm. think you're saying he wasn't expecting it? But don't you think that's part of defender's job is to expect the unexpected, so to speak? Yeah, but also he was he was he was just behind Kwanzaa, wasn't he? So I think he was looking. He was looking. To be fair to him, I, I don't. I really you wouldn't have expected. You really to be fair, you wouldn't have expected the the ease that he got through because he did cut through us. We looked. I think I think Peter touched on earlier. I think Joe Joe Massip in the first. 15, 20 minutes looked like he was playing on, you know, like on ice. He was, he was really nervy and jumpy. He didn't sort of get into, he didn't get into the, he grew into the game very much like Joe Gomez. I didn't notice Joe going into the inverted role as that, 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 you know, like at first I did see him moving around the pitch, but I, I thought he's, I, I thought he he got better, didn't he, in the second half? I think we when I think when McAllister went off, yeah, I think I think when McAllister went off, and then Curtis dropped a little bit deeper, and and I think we we started to get a grip then. I, I think, but you know the player you talked about, he looks raw that lad. You know the young lad they've brought in. I think he was from France, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he looked dead raw, but he's direct, and I think. Footballers who are direct and who run a players at pace always seem to cause problems, don't they? And I think yeah. in the first half we did we didn't do ourselves any favours, really, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. his name was that lad. What was it? And I think he played yeah. a few games under yeah. uh, Patrick Vieira as manager, so he's probably picked a few bits up from him. But I, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna query your thing about blaming Robbo. I think. The damage was done 
I think there was a sloppy ball. It could have even been my mate Sobber's leg at the ball away early. And then, <laughs> to be honest, Neto should have been at least at least engaged well before he got to the box. And there were two or three half-hearted tackles. So I thought it was a bit, you were being a bit tough on Robbo there. He was like the last man, you know, last line of defence, if you want. And I can understand you saying, yeah, he should have seen that. But maybe, you know, he saw it late. Because as I say, that lad had 40 yard run on us. And it was, I was fuming when I saw the, the replay. There was no tackles put in at all. My point is, is that they had one fella in the box. Right, yeah. he was the only one. He was the only one that could be hit, and Robbo is the the furthest player as your left back at the back, so he can see right across what's what danger is possibly coming. So for me, I don't think it was just down to him, but I still think, as well as you say, that the probably Gomez and Mata could have done better. I also think he could have done better as well yeah. in his sort of role in the goal to, to, to block off you know Wang from scoring. Um so that's that's just the way the way I saw it. But it's all about it's all about difference of opinions. It's it's good that we don't all agree. Because if we did all agree all the time it'd all be pretty pretty <laughs> boring. You know what I mean? But that's that's just the way I saw it. So we'll you know at half time, you know they, they missed that chance. And I, I just think that maybe Kwanzaa just put him off a little bit. You know, when he jumped and the ball dropped over his head yeah. and the, the Kuna couldn't see the flight of the ball properly. And I think that might have put him off a little bit. Um, but, you know, when the ball went over, and I thought, Blum and hell, this is 2-0 here. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had a few half chances. Or Gakpo should have done better with the one he had that was pulled back to him that he yeah. had over the bar. Um then he had another another half chance just before just before half time. And then to be honest with you, I was I was glad when the half time whistle come. And I thought, you know, now we can now we can change things. So Ben, at half time, you know, we go 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 off one down and then you know we're 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 all thinking about you know, as Pete touched on before, we're all thinking about I think McAllister's gotta go off because He's lacking energy. I think the the game at altitude is affecting his performance, as well as the all the travelling he's done. So we need to put somebody on in the six. I did like Pete said. I didn't think it'd be Louis Diaz, and when I seen Louis Diaz coming on, I thought I wonder how we're gonna we're gonna sort of solve this one. But I thought I don't know whether you agree. I thought the Sabozliai and Curtis when they played in like that double six role, if you like. We're very, very good together. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Les. When I saw the substitution, I was quite surprised. It wouldn't have been the substitution I would have made. But as Peter said before, that's why Jürgen's the manager and we're not, because it gave the energy, but it also um, changed the role in midfield. As you say, Curtis Jones, the Bosnia, they seem to take control of the midfield. The, the dynamics of Liverpool changed. The agency came about. We were passing quicker. We were running. Um, players started to look for each other and make themselves available. Um, so Jürgen, once again, proved what, what a fantastic manager he was. I thought it was key as well that he didn't... I think he waited about another 10 minutes, did he? Before he brought on two other substitutions. And then 
we really took control of the game. And I thought it was only a match of time before we'd score and go on and win it because we suddenly started playing like Liverpool. And it just makes you think, I'm going back to what you said earlier about the strength of the squad. The players that came off the bench and the energy and the skill that they brought to it was was awesome. Um, but the key to it was the balance in midfield. And I agree with you. So Barcii, just to me, looks like he's going to be an absolutely awesome player. And I was, I'm, I'm so pleased with him. Yeah, Tom, the, 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 you know, the substitution for Diaz seemed to galvanise the team. It gave us balance down the left. It gave us pace. It gave their, their right side of the defence something to think about. And, you know, we were unlucky not to equalise, you know, before we did. And, you know, and, you know, um, both Nunes um, and w- was was due to come on with Harvey Elliott at just around about the time that the Gakpo equalised. And to be fair, it was good play from it was a lovely ball from Jota, you know, to Salah, and then Salah did the the only thing he could do really was by you know, hitting the ball across the goal, and it was good anticipation from Gakpo just to put it at the back post. You know, and it was good for him really to get a goal because, as we'd said before, he hadn't had the best of games, but that would do his confidence no harm at all. And then the, the other substitutions of Nunes and Elliot seemed to galvanise us even more. And it was just the case of, for me, of when, not if, we would get this, the second goal with that little bit of a worry that they might be able to hit us on the break. But when they did again, I have to say, Kwanzaa was magnificent for the time he was on the pitch. Some of the some of the things he was cutting out was way beyond his years. He, as I say, did everything was asked of him. So, what did you make of the the substitution and the the double pivot that we used of of Jones and Sabozliai and the performance of of the three subs that that we forementioned? Thought he was really clever, Jurgen Klopp. Les. I think I, I think by putting Curtis and uh, Curtis and, and Sabozlai together it, as a two. It also pushed four four players further forward, didn't it? So Wolves had to go back because we were playing with four up front at that stage. You know, like Diaz was playing just a little bit deeper, but Mo was over on the other side, and you had Jotter and Gapko. And then all of a sudden, when we've got we've we've pushed them back a little bit, so we had started to. Have, so, so Bosley and Keita started to have more of the ball. They were finding space. Mo and, and Diaz were stretching them. And I think that's when Liverpool just started to break away. And then all of a sudden, as what Bennett said about young Ben Junior, he, he said he thought they'd wear them down. You see Liverpool started to have them all over the pitch. They were chasing shadows for about, about 25 minutes. Where they, from where the possession had, had gone in the first half, where it was more, they had more possession, all of a sudden Liverpool were creating and everything. The goal was a lovely work goal. I thought it was, as you say, it was rather ironic, isn't it? The, the goal... That that was me between Mo, Jotter and Gabco. Two of them go off, you know, straight <laughs> after straight after scoring, you know, which was a little bit ironic. But I, I thought that will do that'll do Gabco no no no, yeah. no harm at all. Yeah. I thought by his conviction there, because you could see them warming up to come on. And I think he mentioned in commentary that it was going off. 
And then and then Cody got the goal, and it was very much like his derby goal where he just snuck in at the back post, and you know, when he scored against Everson. And you think, oh, well, maybe Jürgen's going to change his mind. But no, he, he stuck to his guns. He could see the pattern he needed to play. And you could just tell by the reaction of the Wolverhampton crowd. You know, first half, they were really buoyant and they were, you know, really confident, I think. And as the game went on, you could hear the crowd getting more and more edgy. You knew that, you know, and they were clearing the ball. I think they had a couple of breaks. Um, that Kuna, I remember him having a run up the left-hand side and... I think he put a couple of crosses in, but there was nothing really to, to panic us. And that was that was coming from the crowd then as well. And you just knew, like Les said, you just knew once we got the first goal, there was only going to be another another team to score in it, really, you know. Do you know what you said before about 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 we've mentioned this loads of times, haven't we? You know, like the, the substitutions that we've got and the forward play that we've got. It is breathtaking. You know, like you bring these players on, you take, you take, you know, like you take Jota and you take Gakko off and, and you bring on Nunes and Diaz. The quality, and you, Mo Salah stayed two out. You know, it, it's just incredible to think the firepower we've got, Les. And that's, I think that must make Jürgen, and, and not for the first time this season. How many times have we said this season that, Jürgen's got the substitution spot on. You know, like, with players that have come off and the players who've come on have made us a much better side. And again, that was today. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, Tom, because there was people criticising Jürgen last year for his use of his substitutions. But then you have to look at what he had on the bench because of the injury crisis that we had. You know, we had, we had no Diaz. Nunes was injured from time to time and he was suspended. Bobby was injured from time to time. So you're looking at the bench, you're thinking, who can I bring on to change this? Now that he's got you know, tools at his disposal, he can look behind and think, right, what do we actually need here to change the game? And there's so many different permutations that he can use to put on. It's a really encouraging and exciting situation that we, a situation and squad that we've built. And when you think that We've um, you know, we've took thirteen points out of fifteen, right? Pashetic hasn't kicked the ball yet. Thiago hasn't kicked the ball yet. Gravenberg just oh. on for about five minutes. You know, Virgil, Virgil has has been suspended for two games and sent off, and so he's only played in two and a half games. You know what I mean? And you think to yourself, this is really an exciting time, and and I think as well, Kwanzaa has proved. You know, that he can come on and do a job when required, either as a substitute or, you know, if he needs to start. So we've now got, you know, our fifth centre-back, so to speak. So all in all, it's looking it's looking really encouraging. I thought myself, I thought Nunes was very, very good again when he come on. Yeah, he, added, he, he added the presence about him. They were scared of him. They were scared of his pace. They was he couldn't cope with his movements. He was dropping deep. He was holding the ball up. You know, I thought he was very good when he come on. And then, you know, Pete, you know, when we get when we go two one up, it was a lovely goal. You know, a lovely ball by Salah, and and who do you see on the right hand side? But Robbo, I know. And, uh, <laughs> 
is it on his left hand left he was, with his he left was foot. trying to redeem himself because he had, he had the vibes off you there you know yeah, he did, that's right. I actually said to myself, now, you've, you've redeemed yourself now, Rob, all that. I'll tell you what, the finish was excellent for a pullback, wasn't it? He didn't yeah. run it, he didn't just yeah. slash it. The finish was, was really good. And in fairness, I thought Robbo had a good game. He was... Yeah, so did I. And, you know, I know we'll do our man of the match later, and he's certainly one of the candidates from my side, along with me mate. In the midfield, you know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but yeah, he took the goal really well. And like you say, Nunes came on. I mean, he was un- a little bit unlucky, you know, that like the sort of stab at the ball he had where he, he got into the box and I think it went through the goalie and then the, the centre half it blocked and that. But it, it's like you say, I mean, he, he just comes on and, and does something different. And Harvey Elliott as well, every time he's come on the pitch, he's he's changed. I'm not saying he's changed the whole game, but he's come on and he's He's been really good, Harvey. I, I, I'm yeah. The look like because it was gonna be, be screw it wide, but the occasions that he's come on the pitch, he's he hasn't looked out of place at all, Harvey Elias. I think he's, oh. he's coming on, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Robbo, Rob, what Robbo was doing, I mean, it, it was his initial thought that, that it was a poor clearance, wasn't it, from the goalie? Yeah. He's onto it, and I think his momentum just took him on, and he thought, I might as well go for this. And next thing, he's popping up in like. Inside rice for us older ones, and yeah. as I say, the finish was sublime. I thought it was a brilliant finish, like from yeah. As I say, go on, Ben. Sorry, yeah. It was ironic that it was in exactly the same situation where he, where you thought he was at fault for the first goal. So he well redeemed yes. himself. He well redeemed himself. But going on to what Pete was saying about Harvey Elliott, you're looking at the youngsters now who are on the verge of the team who are looking to come through. And the future is so bright. And the what I like about Harvey Elliott is he's such an intelligent player and he's confident. Him and Bersheksic have got so much skill and so much energy and intelligence. But I'm, I'm thinking, when all, these play, when all of these players are fit, where are we going to play them all? And I'm going back to what you're saying about our new centre-half today. I think he's a shoo-in for Thursday's game because that's a fantastic opportunity to play him, to build him confidence and get him more in, in the picture for, for future first-team uh, games. Yeah, Tom, Harvey Elliott, you know, I think the goal he scored will unfortunately go down as an own goal. I think yeah. he said during commentary that the Premier League panel had already given it as an own goal to Gueno. But the fact, what pleased me, was one one of the criticisms I had of him was that he'd get in positions and he wouldn't attempt to have the shot. He would take the easy option to play the ball back outside for somebody to cross. So he had he, he bought a raffle ticket and he won the raffle. And I, I totally agree with everyone said and, and as people listen to the podcast now, I've been critical of Harvey Elliott. But I'm seeing from him now what I wanted to see from him. I wanted to see him not shaking his defensive responsibilities, which he isn't doing. You know, trying to be more creative and trying to take more responsibility going forward, trying to take more shots. And he had another shot that, okay, it wasn't the best of efforts, but at least he yeah. took responsibility to have the shot, which is what you want him to do. So, Harvey Elliott's performance, Tom? Yeah, again, let's, 
like he did, like he did with Newcastle when he come on. He, you know, like he made an instant impact at me. I, I just think, you know, I, what you were saying there about it, it's hard to judge these young players at the at, at the well last season really because because of what we had to put up with last season, you know, with the midfield. And, so you got these young kids having to come in and shore up, and now. The difference now is what 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 Ben was saying about a bit earlier on, and Peter about um, there's so much quality in this with these young players, like and the future's really bright. But these players now can play with freedom; they can come in and play the natural game, and it's going to be good for Bacetic to get his chance because there's no pressure, and we're not saying Bacetic's got to come in into midfield and dominate the midfield. He's got to come in and be the main man and, and like like he was in the second half of the season. So now we can bring this lad in and, you know, then he can play with freedom. Imagine how good he's going to be, just like Curtis and just like Harvey is. Although I thought Curtis was, was a bit sloppy in the first half, but he got better in the second. And um, so I, I, I think... What we're looking at is the nucleus of a really, really, not such just a team, but a really, really good squad. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. that, makes the, that, that makes the difference in that you can say, because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself as I was, as I was watching the game, I'm thinking, where, what, where do we go to get the best out of Gapco? And then I'm looking and, and Nunes comes on and causes ultimate, ultimate chaos from the moment he comes on. He's a he's a constant threat. Defenders are terrified of him. The two goals he scored against New, Newcastle has made defenders even more wary of him because of what he can do. So you're thinking to yourself, well, where does Nunes fit into this into this team? And the the, the thing is. That we don't have to have them fitting into the team as regulars. We we can play these like like a five. You can keep alternating these players all the time to get the best out of them. Do you know what I mean? And that, I think that's I think that's what sets us apart this season. And you look and you think the next you the next the next four or five six games. You're looking at them and you're thinking. You could see them going on and doing the same in the next five or six games as what we've just done in this last five, you know? Yeah. It's looking really... As you said, one of the most skillful players in world football is not going to get a look in this season, Thiago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's unbelievable to think, you know? You've got... You've got uh, Bichetti, who's 19. You've got Harvey Elliott, who's, I think, is 20. You've got Curtis Jones, who's 22. You've got Gravenbach, who's 21. You know, you've got Sabozli your mate, who's 22. And then McAllister, who's the, who's the grand old man, really, <laughs> the, as before, apart from, you know, apart from Endo and Thiago. Yeah. You know, when you think you've got the likes of you know, young Clark coming through as well. You know what I mean? That you you you've basically got your midfield now for you know keep them all together, keep them all happy, keep oh, yeah. them all together again. You've got your midfield now for as many years as you want them for. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. One thing I've noticed um, about the team this season, and I'd like to know your comments. For the first time in a long while, the players seem to be happy. They actually mm. seem to be playing with a smile on the face. And I think that makes a big difference if a team's going to be successful and how they're going to move forward. Yeah, I think, I just think that the fact that the new players that have come in have added a new energy and a new belief. And I also think that maybe a little bit of the chasing of the guard has took a little bit of the the Samian staleness away from the squad. You know what I mean? And and I do think there was, you know, and I think, I thought it was interesting what Jürgen said in the press conference on Friday when he was asked about what Jordan Henderson had said when he said, you know, Jordan Henderson said, oh, if Liverpool have asked me to stay, we wouldn't be asking, having this conversation now. And Jürgen say, well, said, well, I did ask him to stay, but I told him that he wouldn't be playing as regularly as he was before. And then he said, and if he wasn't playing, he could be a right pain in the ass." You know what I mean? And that's your, mm. that's somebody, yet yeah, I understand, you know, players want to play. But if he's, if, if he's your captain, Yo, and he and he he's not playing because he's not playing well. Then he should be the first one to sort of say, right, I need to get me get me form back here. So, so maybe you've just touched on something there. Why do, it doesn't seem to be a pecking order anymore? I think everybody feels as though they've got an even even chance of playing in the midfield if they do well. Yo, they can get a run of games. It's then up to somebody else to to come in and and take their place, so to speak. And I think Curtis Jones epitomises that. Curtis committed so, the, the last so season. Les, Les, what you're saying is all the players in the team feel as though places are up for grabs. So they're yeah. keen, they're hungry, and it gives them all encouragement to go out and perform. Even when they're yeah. on the bench, when they come off, they can make an impression. Yeah, yeah. I think I think like 12 months or so ago, that mid, our midfield, every time we go in the match, is saying, well, it's going to be Endo, Fab, and Thiago. Yeah. Because it picks itself, and it doesn't pick itself now. It's like you say, we've got a no. got an abundance of talent talent there. The front five, like Tom says, you can't just say who's going to definitely start. You might say, yeah, Mo is going to start every game, but even there, there's there's going to be probably times where you can give Mo a rest, and, yeah. and the others are good enough to come in. And exactly. and when you've got Jarrell Conser coming on at the back, it's like you say, he's like our fifth centre back now. Um, so I, I just think we're I just think we're blessed all around the squad at the moment, and we are going to get injuries and we are going to get suspensions because it happens to everyone. But now I think we're in a far healthier place. That if someone is in uh, suspended or injured, i.e. Virgil Van Dijk, we've got people that can come in and do a job. Yeah. yeah. Tom, we touched on before about the you know the twelve thirty game, and people might sort of say maybe yeah you know, well you know wasn't the best performance today. But if you if you if you take your mind back to a couple of games, you know, where in the teams that come close to winning the league and then did win the league, you know, there was a game, wasn't it, against Huddersfield, where we won one nil and, and Salah scored and they had the they yeah. had the and you know, Allison would have to make really good saves and then there was another game, wasn't it, against Sheffield United, where again oh, yeah. <laughs> it was twelve thirty. And when Alden scored, when Dean Henderson let it go through 
through his legs. You know what I mean? So, you know, every every performance wasn't sparkling and free flowing in the past of any Liverpool team or any team ever that's ever won the league. You always have to have bumps in the road that be ours where you you don't play well. There'll be passages in the game where you don't play well, but it's how you respond and and how you sort of work out what to do to get the results. And I think this Liverpool team have shown that, you know, against Bournemouth, down to 10 men, against Newcastle, 1-0 down, away from home with 10 men, and today 1-0 down and a very, very lethargic poor performance in the first half, yet we found a way. Do you think that the the confidence and, and the, the winning and the mentality monster thing is now coming back again? 100% Les I was just going to say that yeah. you know when you when you think when you think we've got 13 points out of 15 nobody's going to say no one's going to look at that and go well you know what the real truth real, the real truth of that, about that they went down to 10 men against, against against Bournemouth and they won they scored a goal right away to make it 3-1 you know like they, they go down to t- t- 10 men against Newcastle away against all the odds they come back and win 2-1 they go down again today they come back and they win again and it, do you know what it, it just it, it there's going to come a time when this team gel and actually are going to start absolutely annihilating teams because they're still they're still blooding a team together, aren't we? We're not we're not the we're nowhere near the finished out. If I said to you today, or to Peter, or to or to Ben, how far how far along do you think Liverpool are at this moment in time? We've played quite a lot of good sides in the league. Yeah. I would say Liverpool are probably playing about 75% at the moment. And you know, we've we've done that, and yet here we are with 13 points and less. But for, but for a, a bad decision by 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 a, a referee, we could have had fifteen points out of fifteen. Yeah, you know, Tom, it's like Tom. Do you know what you're saying there as well? And uh, you're all talking a hell of a lot of sense. How many times have we come back from being behind last season and win games? We've done it three times out of five games this season, and mm. I always think. When we were successful in the 70s and 80s, it was always a sign of our great teams. When they were down, they were never out and they would come back invariably and win games. But three out of five games, we've been behind and we've gone on to win. Yeah, it's just... Well, Les, they just say that, that that's a good point. And it was the same, wasn't it, in the year that we were going you know, for the quadruple? There was yeah. games where we went behind. But the, the team had the belief yeah. and the, in each other to get back. But last season, that it belief was drained. And, and I, I still come back. I still come back to those two Darwin Nunes goals against Newcastle, yeah. which have made all the difference. And not just, yeah, he scored the two goals. But I just think as well, it was the way the Allison save, the two goals from Darwin. The way the team coped, especially in that second half when they went down to 10 men and how superb tactically they were in sort of quelling Newcastle and knowing at what point we had to put the foot down to try and get something out of the game. And they did it. And I and I think that was 
so important for the development and confidence of this team. And now we're starting to reap the benefits. And as I say, you know, the the other thing is, as as you you touched on it before, Ben, the players know, right, that they've got to play well now to keep their place in the team. Like, you know, the, the last league game before the international break, it was Salah, Nunes and Diaz up front. Today, it was Salah, Gakpo and Jota. You know, and the other two come on from the bench. You know what I mean? Now, the midfield is the same, but uh, Maka wasn't at his best today, lacking energy, probably tired from the altitude and the travelling. So he goes off at half-time, somebody else comes on, changes system again, absolutely superb. So, so as I say, you know, it's all it's all looking really good. You yeah. know, and I totally agree with what you said, Tom, in that this team is nowhere near reaching its peak yet. I think it's only I think we, we're seeing we're seeing parts of the team where it's and parts of the performance where they're reaching maybe 70, 75%, as you said. But I think in this development. I think it's only in the very early stages. I would say it's only maybe about 35, 40% along the road of what Jürgen wanted to be. So for for that to get, for the, at that stage, for it to be be 13 points out of 15, it's a remarkable start to the season. And nobody, you know, for all honest, nobody sort of expected it when we seen the, the fixtures that we had. And the fact that we are where we are is giving us confidence that we maybe can you know, challenge City. And the one thing City won't want is us to be behind them because they know that we will push and push and push. And, you know, they won't like that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really confident that, you know, that, that we're, as Ben touched on before, we're, we're seeing the, the start of a, of a squad and a team that could rival, if not better than the one that they've just replaced. I'm just, I'm just going to go round now. I'll start with you, Pete, because I know what you're going to say. Supposedly, <laughs> you managed the match. So, so come on, just, just confirm my, um, my, my, my soul. Don't disappoint me here, because I know you're trying to change your name by Depot to War Bosley, eh? But I change, I change it, but I can't spell it. <laughs> um, I've got four names written down. I mean, the first, the first half was the right off. To be honest, we, as I say, we were lucky. We were lucky to be one down. So anyone who, who gets nominated really for this, you know, in my nomination anyway, it's all on the second half. And I've got four names. I think Mo Salah. I think it, with his, there was a couple of times. I mean, a couple of the goals there. The goal for Gakpo and the one for Robbo. Robbo's goal. You normally see. Salah trying to cut in and bend it into the top, and he, and people are getting wise to that. But he, he he played the right ball at the right time. Um, I thought Quanster had a fantastic game for his first start. I thought my mate for Bosley, I ran the second half to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, to, just put the top hat on it. It was a captain's display today from Robbo. I really did think that. I thought he played. You know. He was probably the best defender, along with Kwanzaa, right throughout the match. And I think just by that second goal, that ultimately was the winning goal, if you want to say it like that. The finish was sublime, and I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Robbo for my man of the match. Wow, 
Ben, I'll go over to you next after Peter shocked the the listening <laughs> public of the of the late flag by not picking the Bosley as his man of the match for the first time this season. So over to you, Ben. I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to pick Jurgen Klopp because I think the tactical changes that he made and the way he he assessed the situation, he turned the game round, he introduces the energy. I'd give it to him because I thought it was a team performance. And yes, if I had to pick a player on the pitch, I would I would go along and pick Robbo. But my man of the match was Jürgen today. Tom? Do you know what? There, I was, there was two I was I was gonna give it to. I don't I don't think I think Sebosley I, I, even in the second half piece, I think he might be rose coloured tinted glasses there. I thought I thought he played <laughs> much better in the second half. Well, I, everyone I think the two I, I would have, uh, the two all the way through the game I, I, I had down all the way through was Kwanzaa uh, and, and Andy Robbo. And I thought I'd give it, I'd give it to Robbo because of, of, of the goal. When we needed the goal, he stepped forward, as Peter said before, and it was with a brilliant finish. And I think it was a it was a captain's performance today. He was not just that as well. In the, when we were under pressure a little bit in the second half, it was him who was at the far post, not near out. He was getting mm-hmm. into positions yeah. and covering. So I think Andy Robbo. But I think I, I, I'll do it again. What I said, just from Kwanzaa, because I think Kwanzaa for a young boy to come in in a disjointed side. To go one down and to be under pressure like he did, to stand up to it until he he, he was literally dropping with cramp at the end of the game. I think he, he deserves a good mention. That kid thought he was yeah. I thought he was excellent today, Les. Definitely yeah. one for the future. But I'll give it to Andy. Right, okay. Well, I'm going to be the uh, a bit different to you today. I just thought that, and I totally agree with what you said about Andy Robbo. I thought he played it. He, he was a fault partly for the first goal, let us say. He redeemed himself with the with the goal he scored that was ultimately put us ahead and was the winning goal. I thought Louis Diaz made the difference when he came on. I've already mentioned Nunes. And obviously, Salah had three assists. So Salah has to be in the frame. But for me, there's only one player who played for the time he was on the pitch. For me, I don't think he put a foot wrong. And that was Kwanzaa. So I, yeah, I don't yeah. think... And there was times as well in the second half when Liverpool had a lot of the ball and he was sort of defending his last man and he made a couple of crucial cutouts as well from through balls that Wolves were trying to make that would have put us under real pressure. And, and the other thing I don't remember him doing in the game as well was giving one free kick away. Now, I might be, I might be wrong about that, but for the centre-half... <laughs> To go to go through the game and not do that and play in his debut away from home, his starting debut away from home at twenty years of age, in you know in in a sort of in the first game after the international break, I thought I thought he was very very good, and as I said before, and I was saying a little bit tongue in cheek, if that was a debut from a defender who we just brought in on deadline day and paid. 25, 30, 35 million for everybody would be raving about him now. We found another one. I just thought he was very good today. I think he deserves the man of the match. And I just hope that you know that is the start of a long and distinguished Liverpool career for him. 
So on that note, I just want to go around quickly before we finish and just ask you what sort of start 11 do you think you'll see against Blask on, on Thursday? I'll start with you, Tom. Do you think there could be a start for Ben Doak on Thursday? Do you think Bichette and Hendo might get a start as well as Gravenbach? What's your thoughts? I think I think you'll see a much changed side, Les. I think it'll still be a strong side, though. I think yeah, yeah. I think you could be right. I think Endo will play. I think he'll play in the six. I think he'll give McAllister a little bit of time to, to rest. He might even give Sabozlai a little rest. He might play Curtis and 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 Harvey with um, Endo. Do you know you, you you don't? He might even bring Bacetic back. Is he fit? He's on the bench, wasn't he? He's yeah, playing so, for Spain under twenty ones. So he, so maybe you know, like, but I think I do think Glavenbach might get a game as well. So there's, there's lots of options, and I think whatever team we'll put out will be a strong side. I do believe, I do believe, like, a Ben Doak will play if he's fit. I think Ben Doak will play because it's a good game for him to play, isn't it? Really, I think. He, I, Big good game, and I, I, I hope we go with. I, I hope Diaz plays, you know. And I hope if Diaz plays, I hope you know, like, well, you're going to get someone either Gapco or Jotter or, or Nunes, whatever one of the three will make it strong. But it'll, it'll help the likes of. I think Gapco will probably be the better one, Les, up front with, 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 with Diaz and, and Ben Doak up front because. I think he's more sensible, isn't he? You know, whereas Nunes is a bit crazy. And it <laughs> yeah. might be a little bit, a bit of pressure on poor Ben Doak. But I think, yeah, I think we'll be a strong side. And I think it'll be, you know, it'll be uh, younger players will get a chance, I think. Pete, just a, just a name to throw at you, who possibly might be the shock starter on Thursday. Not seeing it mentioned anywhere, but I'm just thinking about our current situation with right back. We're not sure whether Trent you know, would be might will be available for the next for the game on next Sunday against West Ham. So bearing that in mind, I don't think we can start Joe Gomez on on Thursday. So I'm just wondering whether Isaac Mabea from the under twenty ones might get actually get a start at right back. Um just just or the other option would be I just wonder whether he might play Endo a right back and play with the six. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think, I think we've got to be a bit careful because I can imagine this last last just coming out like Wolves did against us today. Because you know we're the big we're the big boys to be shot down with whoever we play in this thing. So we've got to be careful. I think, like Tom said, there will be a lot of changes, but I'd probably think maybe Endo slip into the back four like that. I'd like to see Quanza start again. Um, he might bring he might bring Simicas in at left back. Like I say, you make wholesale changes, and you don't. You've got to be careful, as I say. Yeah, I think we might have to maybe have a bit of a spine of the team that, that even played today, you know. And and I think McAllister will be rested because he he was obviously shattered from his exertions in South America. So I think they'll give him that game off. Um, but yeah, I think rather than promote one of the one of the kids again. I think I could see Endo fitting in at the back there. Um yeah I'm all for Ben Doak starting because he excites me whenever I see the lad when he comes on he's just got one thing in his mind and that's the run at the opposition and, and, and 
commit defenders. So I'd like to see him make a start. But as I say, Lask aren't doing so badly themselves. The third in the domestic league, and they won, won away today. And they are a bit of an unknown quantity. So I think we've got to be a little bit careful. We can't just go gungo and change the 11. I think we'll just have to be a little bit uh, circumspect, you know. We've got um, Fage back good. as well, haven't we, Les? Sorry, Tom. We've got Fage back as well. Yeah. I'm just going to come to Ben on that one now and say yeah. that, you know, do you expect Virgil to start on Thursday? And also, would you expect Kelleher to start in goal? You've stolen my thunder. I was going to actually. <laughs> um, I think I, I think Callagher will get a run out, uh, and I think Virgil will play. Uh, I think Quanta will play. <laughs> he, he deserves to. I think Simicast will be left back, right back. I I'm not sure. I agree with what Tom and Peter said. We, although there will be changes, we've got to have a spine because they're not a team. If 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 we start off well and we get on top, then we can bring on more and more kids. I think if Ben Doak's fit, he will play. But we need to have strength in the side. So um, in midfield, I think Endo will play. Um, who's going to play alongside him? That's a difficult one. Elliot. Yeah, we've got a. Although it's like you say, Led, to be honest, the one do we stick with Joe at right back or do we hedge our bets just in case Trent can't make the West Ham game and who do we bring in at right back? But I'd I'd probably see Endo there to be honest. Yeah, well, I just I just think that you can't take any chances that West Ham game is the more important game of the two of them. So you need to err on the side of caution. You know, if you know, another one who could play there if he wanted to do the like the Trent inverted role, he could even start Bashetic there. And then yeah. could move inside and do the, the Trent role a little bit. So it will be interesting to see come about you know quarter four on or quarter five on Thursday to see what what starting eleven year can come with. But but it will be I think I think there will be four or five changes minimum, maybe more. Well, don't forget, Les, um, West Ham got a Thursday night European game as well. Yeah, they that's right. Away from home or at home? I don't know, to be honest, Ben. But even so, you don't want to be... If you've only got really two right-backs at the minute to a comfortable play in there, you don't want to... And Joe Gomez, you know, to be fair, has always struggled to play three games in a week. So, you mm. know, since injury, so you don't want to be, be playing him and then overburdening him and then find out that, that he picks up a knock and then, you know, he's not going to be available for Sunday and nor is Trent. Although I do think Trent will be fifth for Sunday. And if there's an indication of that, then yeah, I would start Joe Gomez. Um, do you think Simicass could play right back? If sorry? Simicass? No, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, he's he's could... very, very left-footed, but yeah. it's, it's strange, isn't it? Because there's been a lot of right-footed left-backs but yeah. not many, as if I can remember, any left-footed right-backs. So, mm-hmm. if that would be an interesting one if we seen Costa starting on the right-hand side of the, the back four. But never say never. So, uh, West Ham are alone, by the way, to a Serbian team. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, please. Okay. So, on that note, we'll end this edition of the late flag. Thanks to, to Tom and Pete and also to Ben. 
another really good and important victory for Liverpool early this afternoon at Molyneux. And as I always say to end this show, justice for the 97, don't bite the sun and you'll never walk alone. Until next time, thanks for listening and speak soon.